1: through interviews with leading professionals, and tips and tricks to help you scale your business. Sit back, grab a coffee, and let's talk all things influencer marketing.
0: Hey there, this is Danielle. This is Jamie. Welcome to episode 55 of the Business Eats Influencer Marketing Podcast. We are super excited to continue our interview series on money called Unlock the Mystery. Today, we are talking with Liz Felsigno of The Clean Eating Couple. When we recorded this interview, producer Dr. Don made a reference that he thinks you and I should take the clean eating couple challenge, and I think that... Dr. Producer Don is setting us up to fail. He's adorable that he would think you and
1: I could <laughs> ever achieve that for longer than one hour by accident.
0: That would be... I mean, I do it when I'm sleeping. Does that count?
1: I accidentally eat clean all the time. Like, I don't even know... What does it mean? I I ate an apple earlier. Is that
0: clean? Well, good for you. I think that's Thank clean. You. I think yeah. you can have fruit. I'm just... Look, let's face it. Carbs and salt salt's okay, but carbs are basically one of my favorite food groups. I mean, if it comes in cake form, in donut form, in cookie form, I'll even go like with, you know, the very standard potato form, I'm good. I just really like carbs. Po- you can't eat
1: potatoes and co- No, I'm out. I think it's,
0: I, and see, maybe that's part of it. I don't know enough about it. I think you might be able to do sweet potatoes, but not white potatoes. And I should know this. I mean, I worked for a fitness company for however long, but I just always knew um, I really like carbs.
1: Challenge not accepted, Dr. (laughs) Producer Don. We're out. I will continue to eat as I want to. Then we started talking about all kinds of different ways you can eat. You started talking about fasting. I stopped listening. (laughs) Because <laughs> I don't know. I don't even understand. It's pretty amazing. But people love this stuff. So it's, it's pretty cool that they're able to do that and talk about that topic. I, think
0: that it's I respect because it. It's, it's such a huge area because I think that as people discover what type of eating works best for them, they really are on the hunt for new recipes. And I think yeah. that Liz is a great example of somebody who is in this very specific niche who has done really well. Liz is the founder of The Clean Eating Couple. She's a food photographer, a fitness instructor, and a dog mom to her rescue pub, Ziti. She started her website, The Clean Eating Couple, in 2013 as a way to chronicle her journey with health and wellness. After quitting her corporate marketing job in January of 2018, Liz now works for herself full-time and focuses on creating healthy, delicious recipes that are easy to make on her website. She also helps brands in the food space with recipe development and images for their websites, You can learn more about her at thecleaneatingcouple.com. And she does have amazing food photography. So now let's jump right into the interview so you can learn all about how Liz is using her food blog to make money. Hi, Liz. Thank you so much for joining us today.
2: Hi, Danielle. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here.
0: We are really excited to talk to you. And first of all, I just want to say thank you for being willing to come onto the podcast and talk about one of those taboo topics that people really don't discuss a lot. And that is talking about the back end of your business and your income stream. So we are really appreciative that you would take the time and open up your business like that for our audience.
2: Yeah, I'm happy to do it. I know it's kind of like a taboo topic, but if it's willing, if I'm willing to do it to help someone, that's great.
0: We appreciate it. So before we really dive into your business itself, tell us a little bit about you and the type of work that you're doing.
2: I'm Liz. I'm 25. I'm based out of Connecticut, and I live with my boyfriend, Tyler, and our dog, Ziti. <laughs> I'm the creator of the Clean com, which is a website where I share simple, easy to follow, healthy recipes. I'm also a food photographer and fitness instructor, and I'm somewhat newly self-employed as of this year. I previously used to work in marketing and was just really unfulfilled with my career. So last year, I made a decision to work as hard as I could on my blog so that I could pursue that in my food photography business full-time this year.
0: That's amazing. So a quick follow-up, how long did you have your blog prior to going full-time?
2: So I started my blog in 2013 and it was really just a hobby. And it wasn't until last year. So like I would say January of 2017 when I said, okay, this is what I want to do. I want to go all in and make this my job. So that come January of this year, 2018, I was able to do it.
0: What made you want to start a blog if it wasn't something that you were necessarily thinking oh i want to get out of what i'm doing i want to do this full time let's say you weren't looking at it with an eye toward becoming a business what is it that made you want to start in the first place
2: so i started really because i was going on my own health and fitness journey so when i when i actually started the blog when i was in college really just as a way to share i had just started working out and eating better which I know is typically not what people do when they go off to college, but I decided now was the time to start working out and eating healthier. And I was making a lot of my own food and just finding kind of healthy hacks throughout the day. And I was really just using the blog as a way to share that. I mean, no one was reading it. It was like my friends and my mom. So it was really just to share with them.
0: I love that. And I think that a lot of people, it does start out that way. And then you realize that there's some potential to grow and to become a business. Did you have one of those specific moments where you're like, wait a second, this could be something or was it more of a gradual progression?
2: I think I quickly realized, I mean, back in 2013, I feel like that's when influencer marketing kind of started to pick up. And being that I I went to school for marketing that I have a degree in that. So being that I was kind of immersed in that, I was definitely looking at it at a different perspective than most people probably do. So in the very, very back of my mind, I kind of always realized that it could be a business, but I was just so far from that. And obviously I had a lot going on. I mean, I was going to school, I was working that I just didn't right at that time. I didn't think it was going to be a business for me, but over the years, it really wasn't until last year when I saw people were doing this full time, they were making you know a full time income from it and they were living a life that was flexible and they enjoyed what they did, that I was like, I want to do that too.
0: <laughs> so I would love to hear from you a little bit about that transition year. You said you had that moment where it was, I think I could do this full time and wanting to do that and then getting to the point where you were able to quit your job and start doing the blog full time. What did that look like? You knew you needed to concentrate on things, but where did you put your focus?
2: Yeah. So it was without a doubt the craziest time in my life. And I don't know that I would necessarily recommend people do it this way, but it worked for me in January of last year. I mean, being a health food blog, January is a really busy time of year. So as my traffic started to pick up and sponsorship starts to pick up, I said, you know what, this, this could be something. So I'm going to give myself this year and I'm going to see what I can do. I had two jobs in marketing out of college. So I had left my first job to go to a job with a higher paying salary knowing that if anything I could save up a little bit more money making more income. So I left that job in December and January I decided I really wanted to work for this. And then honestly like come January 1st of last year, I worked my butt off. So I would get up at 4:30 and work from about 4:30 to 7:45 before I would go to my job and then I would work, you know, 9 to 5, come home, quickly make dinner and then literally get right back on my laptop and go back to work until about 10, 30, 11 o'clock and on the weekends, I was focused on spending pretty much all of my time because I'm a food blog, you need good light to take photos. So I was spending all day Saturday, all day Sunday, making recipes and taking photos.
0: That does sound crazy intense, but obviously it paid off for you, which is amazing. Congratulations.
2: Thank you. So
0: I would now, if can you give us an overview of what you were doing in your business now, kind of what generally you do to bring in income, and then we'll talk a little bit more about finances.
2: My days are very different from what they were last year. I'm not getting <laughs> up at 4.30 in the morning, um, but I definitely still am working really hard my business is kind of divided into two different streams. So the blog is definitely like my main priority and my main source of income and where I spend a lot of my time. But then I also have kind of branched out and started to do freelance food photography and recipe development for brands.
0: I love that there are two different arms to your business because quite honestly, what I often see is people come into blogging, the blog is a general side hustle it starts to pick up but then they often branch out into doing other things and adding additional services to the portfolio of things that they offer for brands do you like doing that aspect is that something that was totally new for you once you went full time
2: yeah. Um, not only did I not have the time to do it when I was kind of building up my blog, but also I feel like in over the last two years, my photography skills have completely transformed. I mean, when you look back at photos from last year, you will cringe. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I really wasn't in a position in terms of my skill set to offer that to brands last year. But yeah, I absolutely love it. And I really enjoy it because I'm working with a lot of brands in the health food space because that's kind of my niche. But I also work with brands that aren't in the health food space. So I can make kind of more decadent recipes or things that I would never really share on my blog, but are still really fun to cook and shoot in terms of photography.
0: That is outstanding. Thank you for that overview. So now let's talk money Um, and As I said before, we really do appreciate that you are willing to talk to us so candidly about money. Um, It's something that we really want to have more conversations about because I think that, I I don't know, I feel like people, whenever they hear that somebody is doing their blog full time, they're like, oh, they must be making multi-six figures to be able to do it that way. So we want to show people all different stages of the journey. So tell us a little bit more, where are you right now financially with your website?
2: Yeah. So I am happy to be totally candid and give out numbers, but Before I say anything, I want to caveat that my business was nowhere near as successful as it is this year as it was last year. So last year, I made less than $20,000 in my business. And for the amount of work that I was putting in, I mean, hourly, there's no question that I was making way less money. But I know a lot of people kind of say, oh, well, I just worked a few hours and then I built this multi six figure business and it happened overnight. And I totally don't want it to seem like that's what I did, because I think with anything, you have to work really hard to build a business. So I don't want it to come off as that. But I will say that my goal this year is to make one hundred thousand dollars from my business, which is almost double what my salary was in my previous job. As of today, I've made $45,000 from my business and I have a little bit of over $30,000 pending to be paid out for me. And when I say pending, I mean, that's a mix of invoices for sponsored content or food photography that has to be paid out or ad revenue or affiliate revenue that has to be paid out or it's sponsored content and photography contracts that have been signed off for Q4 and that are booked and that I'm working on and that just haven't happened yet.
0: Congratulations. That's amazing. So, essentially, with the accounts receivable that you know you'll have coming in and what you've already made, you're already at about 75 for the year. Yeah. Congrats. That is such amazing growth. So, one thing that I think is really interesting about that is what you said last year when you made the decision to go full time, you were at about 20,000. What were your major streams of revenue when you were at 20,000?
2: So, when I was at 20,000, almost entirely. My revenue was made up of sponsored content, which is something that I actively made the choice to change this year when things shifted.
0: That's interesting. So now what is your income made up of? Because of course, I know that you're doing freelance work that you weren't doing last year. So where does it, what would you say percentage wise, just generally speaking, is coming from different revenue streams?
2: Yeah. So one of the big things with this is last year, I didn't have the page views to get, um, accepted into an ad network, which for pretty much any blogger is kind of like a big step. So I didn't get accepted with an ad network until September of last year. So that, I mean, is automatically a huge bump in income for 20 this year, 2018. But in terms of a breakdown right now, my income kind of looks like I would say 30% of my income comes from the freelance recipe development and food photography. And then in terms of the blog breakdown, I would say 25% comes from sponsored content. And then another 25% from my ad revenue. And then affiliate income makes up the remainder. So I work with a couple different affiliate partners that make up for that.
0: Were you doing much affiliate work prior to this year? Or is it something you've been able to concentrate more on since going full time?
2: Yeah, it's something that I definitely was able to concentrate more on this year. I, I dabbled with it last year, but I really, I mean, I don't think I was making more than 50 bucks a month from it last year.
0: That is really interesting, so I love the fact that I mean, when it comes down to it, if you're making a hundred thousand this year potentially and you made twenty thousand last year, twenty five percent of the twenty five of the hundred thousand would really be about twenty five thousand from sponsored content. So really, your sponsored content income sounds like it has been relatively stable, but it's been adding additional revenue streams that have really allowed you to grow this year to the point where you are potentially going to be breaking that six figure barrier. am I right? Yeah, absolutely. That's amazing. Now that you see where the income is coming from, what are you looking to work on the most now? What revenue streams are you really trying to build?
2: Diversification is just really important to me overall because at the beginning of this year, it kind of made me nervous that sponsored content was my main source of income to the point where I I know this is a little dramatic to think like this we rely on one thing and what happens if that thing just goes away what if brands decide tomorrow that they don't want to work with bloggers anymore they don't see the value in it i don't think that's going to happen but in case it did i wanted to make sure that i had other options so this year i'm really looking to continue building out my affiliate income honestly because you do the work up front and then it is i don't really believe that you can totally make passive income i know some people are doing it and but it is a little bit passive And then also, I'm adding another revenue stream by launching my first product, which is going to be a four-week meal planning guide.
0: That is really interesting. So I want to talk about affiliate marketing, but then I definitely want to talk about adding a product to what you're offering. So first, let's talk about affiliate income. Are you concentrating on just a couple of products or are you using something more broad where you're like, what can I work into this particular post that I can link to?
2: So it's kind of a mix of both. So before, I was really the only affiliates w- that I had were um, I'm a s- affiliate of a skincare company that I love, and a- an affiliate of Amazon, which a lot of bloggers are. And in terms of Amazon, I would just um, you know link. Here are the spices I used. Here's the dish I used to bake this bread in. Um, and you know, or here's the crock pot I like and link it in the post. And that was it. This year, I've kind of taken a different perspective and selected two partners that I really like. My two main affiliate sources that I use are ButcherBox and Daily Harvest, in addition to that skincare company and Amazon.
0: Is your hope that you will find additional brands that you can build that same type of concentrated affiliate relationship? Or are you looking for more broad? What is your plan for your affiliate income as you continue to grow?
2: Uh, I think a mix of both. I would love to add like two more really strong partners to that. I just haven't really found a brand that I'm passionate enough about. Um, So when in terms of affiliate, I really and truly only recommend products that I use and that I love. So until something comes along that has a strong affiliate partnership and is a brand that I love, I'm not going to make any moves to do that. But I'm also kind of taking a different step in terms of what I'm doing with Amazon that a lot of, I feel like I don't see a lot of people doing.
0: Oh, tell us about that. Because I do think that a lot of people are like, I made $4 from Amazon this month and I really want to earn more, but I don't know what to do there.
2: Yeah. So that was me. Um, I was making like no money from them last year. But this year I am use I'm really taking advantage of the swipe up feature on Instagram this I cook a lot of my dinners on Amazon and I know I'm a food blogger but I feel like this can really apply to any sort of content creator or anyone in the space if I'm cooking dinner and I'm using something that I link all the time is I have this little tool that if you're cooking ground turkey or sausage it like breaks up the sausage rather than trying to do it with a wooden spoon which you know, it's just kind of a pain. So if I'm cooking, and I'm just talking about how oh I'm going to heat the, the turkey in the pan with olive oil and cook it, and I'm using that tool, I found people were asking me anyways, where did you get that? What's that called? So I'll just say swipe up if you want to grab the tool on Amazon. And I mean, everyone uses Amazon. I, I use it all the time. So it's really just Not only is it benefiting me because if someone chooses to buy it, I'm gonna make a little bit of money, but it's serving my audience because they don't have to go out of their way to ask me for where did I get that. It's just right there. So if they wanna choose to buy it, they can.
0: That is so smart. Thank you for that tip. I like that a lot. And now I'm gonna go and find your recommendation of the tool and buy it because (laughs) I need that in my life too.
2: It's awesome. (laughs) Very
0: smart. Okay, so now tell me a little bit more about the product you're launching. I think the thing that I'd like to know you mentioned that it's a meal plan. Tell me a little bit about how you decided to launch a product. What did that decision look like for you?
2: Yeah. So as I was looking at kind of my income breakdown and just kind of seeing what other people are doing in the space, not that I'm trying to copy anyone or do anything like that, um, but you know, you want to be relevant to the people in your space. Um, I realized that I, I really needed to have something that I can own and that can always be available to people and. The whole idea for the meal planning guide is that people were asking me for that. So they were saying, "Do you have any tips on meal prepping? I don't know how to get involved in meal prepping. It's so overwhelming." So I figured rather than, you know, writing a blog post or doing this, I would write like a super comprehensive guide to it. It w- it's the guide has 4 weeks of your meals planned out, so 28 days of breakfast, lunch, and dinner all laid out with the recipes and tips to minimize your time in the kitchen and your grocery bill because you only have one grocery list and that's all you need to buy. All the recipes are paleo, gluten free and dairy free which is what my audience is interested in. And I just know, it hasn't launched yet, but I just know that it's gonna be really helpful for them and it's gonna be something that is kind of timeless and that I can sell forever.
0: I love that, thank you for those tips and I do think that that's really important. Think about what your audience needs and potentially create something that they can purchase as a product that you offer that will help you to grow that income, I think that's a really wise way to go. So, what I want to know now is: so you're doing amazing in 2018 for your first <laughs> full time year. Congratulations! What's next? What do you think you're going to have on your to do list and your goal list for
2: 2019? Uh, I I have been so in the trenches for 2018. I haven't even had a chance to start thinking about it. Um, but I guess kind of my main goals just like more long term. This year I've been focusing a lot on my SEO and growing my page use through that. I'm gonna kind of take a step back, not so much from creating like new content, but more so updating all the years of old content that I have because they're awesome recipes, but in terms of SEO and the images, they're terrible. So optimizing my old content to ultimately grow my page use in organic traffic. And depending on how this product goes, I'm hoping that it goes great. Um, maybe more products. I kind of have a couple other ideas that I think would be great. And then really just more getting some more freelance clients and kind of learning almost, I don't want to say I want to work less, but I want to use my time in a more efficient manner in terms of what, when I'm working with clients so that I am working less hours and making more money. I love everything
0: you mentioned. And I love that you really did stress the diversification of your income in one of your comments earlier. And I love how much that is reflected in your upcoming plans. I think that's, it sounds amazing. One big question that we have during our Unlock the Mystery series about money, what is something you wish you knew earlier in your business about money?
2: Oh, there's so many things. But um, I think the thing that I wish I knew earlier, and I'm still learning this now, is to ask for more of it. So Last year, I was doing sponsored posts for like $50, which to someone, you know, it might seem like making a blog post is really simple, but $50 doesn't normally even cover the ingredients for a recipe, let alone like the time that it takes to make the food and shoot the photos and edit them and write the post. So when I, at an hourly rate, I mean, I was making like $2 or something. It was crazy. <laughs> so really to just ask for more money, And I think that that comes from a place more so of your confidence and valuing yourself. Really, you have to value yourself and be confident. And when you value yourself and have that confidence, other people are going to value you too.
0: That's an important lesson to learn. And I think that we all have that in every business. It's not just for influencers, this idea to own your expertise and to try to get what you're worth for that. I think it's a really important thing for people to remember as we have these money discussions. So thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, I totally agree. Okay. Now, since we are ready to wrap up, can I ask you our rapid fire questions? Yeah, sure. Okay. Number one, coffee or tea?
2: Definitely coffee.
0: Question two, what is your favorite book? It can be business or not business.
2: Um, can I give a business one and a non-business one? Always. <laughs> okay, so in terms of business, I love anything that Gary Vaynerchuk writes, um, Crushing it, Crush it, Jab, 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 right hook. All of them are great. Uh, and then for non-business, I love the help. I've read it like 20 times and it's still such a good book.
0: I love all of those. If anyone here has not read Gary Vee, I'm gonna throw out there. You might want to just know going in there is some salty language, but (laughs) they are outstanding books. And I really, I love his perspective on marketing. Okay. Question three, what was the first thing you did to celebrate success in your business? What did you do for yourself?
2: So I will totally admit that this is something that I am not good at at all. And when you sent this question over, I really had to think about it. But the day that I quit my job, I, le- I had like a half day at the office and I left the office and I went and got a manicure and I got a massage as like a congratulations present to myself. But since <laughs> I haven't really done anything, so I need to be better about that.
0: I think you need to put it on your calendar for when you hit your big financial goal for this year to schedule a celebration for you. But I love that you took that time on your last day. For a lot of people, the answer to that question has been, I quit my job. I quit my corporate job to go do this full time. So I love that. Yeah. Question four, do you have a word for the year? If so, what is it?
2: I don't really have a word for the year, but something that I have really tried to practice is gratitude. So inside my business and outside, just to really be thankful for the opportunities that I have, for the life that I'm able to live, for the people that I'm surrounded with. And to try to look at the positive side of everything versus looking at the negative.
0: I love that so much. Okay. Question five, Apple or PC? Apple. I'm always alone with the PC thing. That's okay. (laughs) And then our very last question is not really a question. Tell everyone where they can find you.
2: Yeah. So you can find me at thecleaneatingcouple.com if you want to learn more about my recipes or on Instagram at thecleaneatingcouple. And if anyone has any questions, they can totally email me. I'm always happy to talk to people that are on their journey in terms of blogging and building a business. And my email is just thecleaneatingcouple at gmail.com.
0: Thank you so much. We really appreciate you taking the time to share more about your journey with us today.
2: Thank you. This is awesome. Well, if
1: anybody was going to convert me to consider clean eating, that might have. Her photography is actually really gorgeous. I'm very jealous of that. She makes clean eating look pretty. She
0: does, but donuts are also
1: pretty. Yeah, that's true, too. (laughs) Sorry, Liz. We still love you. Thanks for sharing. (laughs) That was a really good interview. That was so helpful. I love hearing from somebody who just went full time.
0: It was really interesting to me. All of the takeaways that she had, particularly how she so drastically diversified her income once she went full time. I think that that is an incredible lesson for everybody who is looking to make that transition. I'd
1: love to hear in the HQ because I think diversifying income is like a, a really big buzz sort of, I don't want to say buzz word, the buzz theme, buzz phrase. <laughs> um, I like I'd le- You know, you guys get me, you feel me. I'd love to hear about how our listeners diversify their income streams. Um, so if you are not a member of the HQ, you can find us at businesses.com slash HQ.
0: And for show notes for this episode, please visit businessease.com slash episode 55. Thanks so much. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of the BusinessEase Influencer Marketing Podcast. Please subscribe if you haven't already. If you like the podcast, we'd love if you give us a review in Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your reviews help new listeners find us. If you have any questions, you can email us at questions at businessease.com. We'd really love to hang out with you on our Facebook group, the Businesses HQ. To join, visit businessease.com slash HQ. We want to give a big thank you to our producer, Don Jackson of the Raven Media Group, for making us sound so very good. Thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you again next week.